You know, girls, I uh, didn't know anything about the Myers-Briggs when I was married to my first husband. And then during the 13-year hiatus after he died, I learned about it. And it's not really too hard to figure out what your husband is as you get to know the differences. You know, introverts are just so incredibly beautiful because they think before they speak. Extroverts have to speak in order to think. And yet we think extroverts are all that great, you know, in a bag of chips. Um, yes. And the sensor and the intuitor. My first husband was an intuitor, like me. And so intuitors finish each other's sentences. And we just, whoo, take off. Sensors need everything laid out in chronological order. And they prefer to learn anything through the lens of the past, because that's trustworthy. It's already happened. Now, intuitors are so very different, because we are global in the way we think. We're big picture thinkers. They're detail people. And we get so much information from our gut, which is incomprehensible to a sensor. I'm married to a sensor now. It took him five years to get to the point where he could trust my gut instincts. And he would say to me, I don't trust you, during those first five years. And I'd say, what? You don't trust me? But how could he trust me as a sensor? He needed all the details, and I was shooting ahead, making him crazy. And the feeler and the thinker, you, I think you can see the problem there, how different we can be. Now, Stan and I are the same. We're both, we're both extroverts. Uh, he's a sensor. This is the only way we're different, and we're both J's. We like to look ahead. We like to plan. It's easier for us to be disciplined than for a P. However, what we call a well-formed P is a person who was raised by a J mother. And if you are a P that's raised by a J mother, then you will be naturally drawn towards J-ness. However, if you were raised by a P-mother, not good. It is not a well-formed P. They struggle to be where they're supposed to be on time, to do what they say they're going to do. It's not beautiful. Now, my friend Denise, who helped me put together a lot of what we have here, she was a well-formed P, but her husband was not. She loves to brag about her Janus now because there are qualities in everything. And yet you know, Pam, as well as anyone does, that when you have a husband, or, or like my, my friends that are a P, especially an NP, they are a party waiting to happen. So we love that. So I'm wondering what your husbands are. And I'll bet you're already kind of guessing what they might be. But anyway, with Ed, after I learned about this and I found out, as I thought it through, that he was probably an ENTP. And then I read the 15-page printout on ENTPs that comes with your personality page. And I encourage you to print them all out and mark wherever you see something of interest, because it'll give your strengths and your 
unstrengths, and then it'll give you uh, lots of, of helpful information about yourself and your careers, and um, where you are in marriage, how you feel about sex. I mean, it just goes into all kinds, and careers. At any rate, what was amazing to me was that Ed was living out his temperament, the way he was wired, and there were things that he would do in our marriage that I thought he was just out to get me. And when I understood it was the way he was wired, it was so much easier for me to extend him grace. And that's why we're doing the Myers-Briggs, right there. Because as we understand ourselves, we can extend ourselves grace. And as we understand our husbands, oh, we can extend them grace. Now, the beautiful part is, as we grow and mature spiritually, as we are loving our husband, the way we're learning to love him, then any rough edges that might be in our particular temperament tend to soften. My husband Stan is nowhere near the person he was when I married him 15 years ago because of the way he has grown and matured as I have tried to love him well with my 10 steps that we're working on here, right? because there are 10 steps and we want to own them, right? And keep coming back to them. Well, anyway, enough of that for today. I wanted to introduce to you something that if you can learn this and get it under your belt, you will not need to ever come back to another time with us. How's that? This is all there is to it, okay? Being an intuitor, I'm gonna give you the bottom line. And it's called something very significant, like the three things. The first one, and I'm going to give you a little picture that helps me not to forget. And the first thing that we have in our three things to ask ourselves is, who is on my throne? So this is my throne. Is it me or is it God? And if it's me, as Pam so aptly put, it is not a good thing. But when I am walking behind Jesus' feet, it is a very beautiful thing. It is a very other thing than who I could be normally in this world. The next question is, asking yourself this question, keep your husband's cup of, that is a cup, of esteem full to overflowing. Keep your husband's cup of esteem full. How do we do that? We do that five ways. You can either esteem him to his face. You can esteem him, number two, to others. You can esteem him to your kids. You can esteem him to your kids in his presence. And you can esteem him to others, especially when he is within earshot. Incredible. Now, we're going to get into more of this in a moment, but I'm going to say it again. We can esteem him to his face. We can esteem him to others. We can esteem him to the kids. And we can esteem him to the kids when he's within earshot, and then we can esteem him to others 
when he is in, within earshot. And by the way, your husband's always listening. So when you're at a party, doesn't matter where you're at, he knows just what you're saying and he knows what's going on. He's always listening. Did you know that? No. It's true. It is true. Always paying attention, always listening. And oh boy, if he hears you on the phone, you're in the kitchen, he's watching football, and you are talking about some wonderful things about your husband to your girlfriend on the phone. He's gonna come up behind you and give you a big hug. Why? He was listening. And oh no, you said something wonderful about him? Ay ay ay, that's incredible. And the thing that's interesting about men is that they need it way more than we do. And if you want to say, for Pete's sake, what's his problem, which you may want to, the reality is it's the way God made him. Okay, he needs it. It is a need, okay? It, oops. It's not a want, it's not a desire, it's a need. And then the third thing that you need to know is that our husbands will always need to be respected. Respect, 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 respect. If we were to go to scripture in 2 Peter, it's going to say simply, uh, women respect your husbands, period. That's what they need. It doesn't give us a long laundry list. And what does it say for women? Love your husbands. Now, men only care about respect. Starting to give you some insights. They only care about respect. So they want to be able to just respect you because we do to others what we like until we learn to get outside of ourselves to see what the need is of the other, which is all a part of this course. And so he's going to want to respect you. He's not want, going to want to love you. By the same token, we as women are going to want to love our husbands. They don't need it. As a matter of fact, they're going to say, get out of my way. You're annoying me with all that lovey-dovey stuff. And our job is to love our kids and to love our girlfriends, but to respect our husbands. And we're going to learn all that. I mean, here I'm saying this. Actually, I'm giving you an overview, but these are, this is the structure. These very important three things are the overview for what we're going to be learning in many dynamic ways over the coming weeks. There it is. I'm asking you to memorize that and know it, and I'll keep asking you every week. Because when times get tough, if you're like me, three years after I married Stan and I was really at the end of my rope and I'm laying in bed, I can't even remember the three things. God, what were they? And I teach it all the time. And he helped me to remember what the three things were. And then I started to move back towards what God was calling me to be. But we got to be constantly remembering this, if you will. Own it.